Glensec live. I cannot believe it. What's your perspective? And I'm excited to welcome to the show my co-host Keith Harris. Keith, how are you? Excited hey. about our guest today. Yeah, good to see you. Uh, another great episode uh, today. Absolutely. And we have an unbelievable guest, Keith, and I'm excited to welcome Jeff Cole of SIA. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the program, Neil and, and Keith. Uh, great to be here and talk a little about uh, SIA and uh, SIA's uh, security megatrend. So happy to be joining you. Yeah, that's awesome. I was taking a look at the security megatrends um, and I can't believe we're already approaching the end of the first quarter in 2021. This year is really moving fast. You're right. It's a fast-moving industry too, right? So absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of jump right in, Jeff, and tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. So um, I work for SIA as the senior director of marketing, and have a number of roles within SIA. Besides marketing, one of those is uh, producing events like securing new ground and our Thrive Conference, um, as well as the Security Megatrends Report. So this is a uh, this is an annual research report. Uh, that we've published now for four years um, at SIA that really documents the 10 top trends within the industry. Um, myself, I've been in the security industry since, oh gosh, mid-2004 and been covering the industry, providing reporting and analysis and joined SIA, oh gosh, four and a half years ago, um, be closing on five years very soon. So, um, And we've been creating the, uh, a number of research projects um, that C has produced for some years, um, whether it's our bi-monthly SIA's uh, Security Market Index. It gives a pulse of the industry and the sort of the confidence. Uh, we do partnerships with a number of other um, research organizations to provide SIA members uh, data about the in, where the industry is headed. And this is one of the research pro uh, products that we produce on our own uh, that really documents the, the top 10 trends that are shaping the industry um, from a fundamental level, if you will. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. You've got some really cool things um, happening that you guys are projecting and looking at, um, not just for 2021, but also looking forward. Um, what do you have on the list there? Well, we, um, we've got a lot of great stuff on the list. And part of that is because, you know, as I mentioned, we are in a fast moving industry. This is, you know, this is a high tech industry. It's an IOT industry. So um, yeah, just to run through some of the, the trends that we found for our 2021 security megatrends. Again, this report was released at the very end of, of 2020. Um, uh, forecasting into this year. I'll start at the bottom, right? Uh, top 10 list. Um, uh, the number 10 uh, megatrend was a move to service models. And, and let me, before I jump in, Neil and Keith, uh, just to explain. So we produce this every year uh, um, in advance of the Securing New Ground event, which is a high-level executive event in the security industry, held for, gosh, over uh, 25 years uh, historically in New York City. Obviously, we pivoted to virtual uh, in the last year. Um, and are looking forward to eventually being back in New York someday. Um, uh, it was launched by uh, Sandy Jones and a number of her colleagues, oh gosh, so many years ago. And Sia has contributed to that and, and, and taken, the, uh, taken the reins and, and kept this event growing and, and, and delivering the information. So in advance of that event, we compile the, the security megatrends. Uh, we do a number of research. We reach out to our members. We reach out to our executive councils. Uh, we do a lot of surveying of our members, of uh, not, you know, executives within our member companies, but also uh, past SNG attendees, SNG speakers, or some of the thought leaders in the industry. 
uh, to compile it. And we rank those trends. Now it's not a sweeping overhaul every year. So every year, some of the trends move around, some drop off, some come on. Uh, and so this year I'll, I'll run through the, where we are and we can stop at any time as you guys want and yeah, dive into these. So uh, number 10, uh, move to service model. So this is, uh, this is uh, really a, a trend that's been heavily seen within uh, systems integrators, right? As they move from a, a pure product sales model to delivering continual services and uh, really kind of RMR, right? Is, is tied into that as well. Uh, number nine, data privacy. This is one that's really jumped into the megatrends in the last couple of years as our industry, which produces a lot of data, whether that's through the video systems like, like, like you offer, right? Or through access control um, uh, systems. There's a lot of personal data that's happening, uh, obviously, even to alarm systems, residential alarm systems. We get a lot of information about um, people within our, our, our member companies or, or our practitioners that are using it. And so there's an uh, increased awareness every year that we have to protect that data. And CS has some, uh, some great initiatives on that that, um, that you'll see uh, as well. Uh, responsive environments and intelligent spaces is number eight. And, and this is, um, you'll hear a, a few trends uh, throughout today that have intelligence, right? And, and it'll come in, culminate in our, our number one trend for 2021. Um, but we are seeing the application of intelligence to make spaces more responsive to their, their human users, if you will. Number seven also ties into intelligence, facial recognition. This has been a top trend for the last couple of years and continues to be uh, so involved, either whether used for, um, you know, at an access control level or obviously within the video surveillance systems within our industry. Uh, number six, no surprise, perhaps for 2021, touchless and frictionless solutions, right? Uh, as, as we sort of work within the, the constraints of a pandemic and, and sort of envision that post-pandemic world, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more touchless and frictionless solutions. Um, uh, number five, cloud computing been in the top uh, of our trends for years. Uh, perhaps no surprise there as our industry makes that, that uh, I wouldn't say it's a, a, an immediate pivot, but a steady pivot over to the cloud solutions uh, for a variety of different applications, including video and access spaces. Um, IoT, I mentioned our industries, this is an IoT industry, right? Um, and this has been a fundamental change of our industry. I think we've all been around the industry for a while. We've seen this. It goes back even perhaps a decade, right? As our as our industry has suddenly moved devices that were not connected uh, into a connected state, right? And and put them on the internet and um, within on corporate networks. And so that's been the fundamental change that's driving uh, basic technology change within the industry. Uh, number three, predictive data analytics. So um, we talked earlier about data privacy, creating such a mountain of data. And now we're starting to figure out how do we uh, interpret that data? Um, number two, cybersecurity, uh, cybersecurity of physical security. This was our number one trend for 2020, and it shifted spots to number two in 2021. But it's, it's really uh, still stays top of mind for most folks uh, on a daily basis, whether that's you know, the hacks that happen and uh, uh, cybersecurity failures that sometimes end up in the news. Um, very important point for our industry and, and for SIA as in terms of our mission of ensuring the industry is educated on the importance of cybersecurity. And number one, artificial intelligence, which I think personally is, a, uh, uh, is very exciting in terms of where our industry is headed uh, as we AI enable most of solutions that are going to be faced within the security world. So those are the top 10 and we can dive into uh, those yeah. as you wish. So. 
All right, so yeah, that's it, your top 10 list for 2020, right? Yeah. AI is number one. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that AI any... covers a lot of ground, uh, as you mentioned, for other items in the list. I mean, a lot of the items that are that are numbered on the list fall directly in under under AI. You're you're absolutely right, Keith. And, and as we we wrote the um, the report, well, that's one of the things we tried to explain, right? That AI, right? If you look at at some of the top ten, and uh, again, uh, some spots you'd find them, right? Facial recognition, certainly. Uh, responsive environments, again, that's AI. Whether whether that's high high level AI or basic level AI that's happening in there, that's that's working within there. Um, you're going to see it obviously in predictive data analytics as we interpret that that mountain of big data that you know sometimes is called uh, and try to make that useful to our to our industry. And you're even seeing it, I would say, within within trends like cybersecurity, right? Uh, AI enablement of cybersecurity to identify uh, threats, right, coming in. I think it's also being used on the flip side, and I think that's a, a fear our industry has is that um, threat actors will uh, leverage AI to attack systems. Uh, and then, of course, you know, even in, uh, you know, trends like cloud computing, you're seeing, you know, whether it's there's sometimes AI at the edge, right, within the edge devices, and sometimes you need that that central, you know, uh, computer processing and, and to be able to power some heavy AI at, at, on the cloud level. Yeah, I wanted to uh, show this uh, this list here because there's a lot of good information in the Megatrends report. You see uh, um, investment information. I wanted to point out if you go find this uh, this Megatrends report at the Security Industry Association website, you'll see right down here at the bottom some takeaways that are really nice. Uh, this is uh, this helps kind of to summarize what uh, you're talking about here. But you've got uh, lots of different ground to cover just in artificial intelligence alone. I like this up at the top where you talk about near-term applications versus next level AI, because AI, artificial intelligence, is still a growing trend. There's a lot of ground to cover, a lot of new things uh, that are coming up that we won't even see in 2021. It's, uh, it will grow into, um, into years beyond, into the, the decade that's up and coming, correct? No, I think you're absolutely right. I think you know, we are uh, just at the early stages of AI really impacting the security industry. Um, you know, Steve Antill, who's the president and CEO of Brevo, and who's our uh, one, our advisor on the uh, Security Megatrends Project at, at SIA. Um, you know, he notes it's it's it. You're seeing AI uh, in property management, obviously in healthcare, in retail, uh, financial applications as well, um, and in security. We we tend to be a little. We are a very fast moving, high tech industry, but we're also an industry that that operates with a lot of trust, right? So we have to make sure we trust those algorithms and trust those platforms. Um, exactly. So I think, yeah, you're gonna see this change. This is not a one-year trend, right? This is a, uh, a decade long trend, if you will. Well, one of the, you know, I'll, I'll jump in there. One of the data points that we saw in our AI research was um, we asked uh, at, at Securing New Ground, we asked a lot of the, the companies that are in the industry producing solutions and, and products, we said, you know, how would you characterize your firm's investment in AI? Um, and, and we've compared that now year over year. And the, the increase in investment was actually really substantial. Um, and so we're now seeing that over a quarter of companies classified uh, their, uh, their investment as heavy AI investment. And in fact, 3%, and this is perhaps even more telling, is that um, all of their investment in R&D is tied to AI, 3% of companies. And that's, that's quite substantial. Wow. Yeah. 
Can you give us a scenario of that, Jeff, using AI with security? Oh. Yes, sir. I, I, I turn it back to you guys as well. I mean, you have some video partners, but I mean, certainly um, uh, let's, let's use a, a scenario of, of video surveillance, right? Um, you know, and if we, if we look at sort of the history of video cameras, video security, uh, creating data, recording it to, you know, a variety of different devices over the different years. Um, and then it was really on human operators to then interpret that data, right? Um, security officers, trained security officers, uh, and security professionals. Um, as we've created more and more video, right? And it's getting astronomical in the amount of video that we create. Um, we're requiring that to be processed by some level of AI, right? Whether that's basic level AI to identify is that you know an object in the scene, or um, you know uh, advanced AI to right recognize that really what's what's happening in this situation, but also to apply sort of what is the next step that should happen within a security response. Uh, you know, put those rules in place and that intelligence. Right. Okay. All right. Let's go to another one. I've really enjoyed it looking at AI, but also cybersecurity, which was number one the year before. But what do you, th it continues to stay at the top. And what do you think the reasons are, Jeff? Uh, the reasons for that, so many reasons. I would say the number one reason is that if you don't keep it among the top of your concerns, um, you risk your entire business, you risk your reputation. Um, one of the things that SI has seen in cybersecurity, I think sometimes this is this report and, and some of the work that's been done is it, you tend to position cybersecurity as a, as a, it's a technology question, right? Do we have a technology for cybersecurity? Um, CIA has a cybersecurity advisory board, um, great team there. And, and that's really kind of become the thought leaders within the industry around cybersecurity. One of the things that they've emphasized and, and they've got an upcoming event with um, uh, a CSO for a major university, they really talked about the fact that cybersecurity is not about technology. It's about the people, it's about your peers, and it's even about your partners, right? And, and as you work on partner ecosystems, how do you trust them, right? And, and their, their level of cybersecurity, because, well, I'm sure, you know, as uh, to flip it around with, um, with Linsec, right? I mean, you've got a lot of, a lot of great partners as we were talking about, you've got to be able to trust exactly. their cybersecurity um, and your customers have to trust their cybersecurity as an extension of your system as well. So, it's, it's that, goes, that goes for our technology partners that uh, are contributing either to our product or uh, an open architecture platform or um, to uh, connected uh, systems uh, to create a unified security platform. But it also uh, falls uh, on our security integration uh, resellers, our value-added resellers, because they're actually on the ground and stirring it, uh, installing um, equipment and systems and software at the end user locations. So they have to have uh, the right creds and the right um, chops, so to speak, to be able to, uh, to do the installation in such a way that they're protecting the end users. Um, it's all a trickle down from the top straight through to the end user. And Keith, I don't know what you're hearing, but one of the things that we've certainly heard within the industry over the last couple of years, is there a lot of need on um, uh, training in terms of, of cybersecurity for those integrators and for their field staff as well. Is that what you're hearing also? Um, yeah, I mean, training is, is key and having the right, the right uh, personnel that, that knows what they're doing when it comes to that is a big part of it. Um, part of it is in you know, getting the, the right um, systems in place to make sure that you're protected. 
when you're talking about threats uh, to physical security, ransomware, malware, um, phishing, uh, I see this, uh, this um, stat that you have here, 43% of cyber attacks target small businesses. Small businesses don't have the resources for a, for a huge defense when it comes to uh, cybersecurity. So we, as their partners, need to make sure that they are taking the right steps to protect their own system. You're 100% there. And, and actually, when you look at the security industry, particularly within the integration community, a lot, most of the businesses within our industry would be considered small businesses. Um, so one of the things that SIA is doing, and, and we've got some great partners on this, is we're actually in the process of developing a, a cybersecurity certification that's going to be released uh, the summer this year. Um, and you'll see some more uh, info on that in the coming months. Uh, but we're working with some great folks there, uh, the PSA Security Network team uh, over there, as well as uh, Ray Coulomb and security specifiers representing the, the specifying and consulting community as well, to develop this, uh, this certification that'll help, it's really help uh, certify the, the, the installing and the integration community uh, and, and help provide a level of trust to, that practitioners might have that the people bringing in these IoT solutions, these, you know, these physical security solutions that are all on the network do have that cybersecurity knowledge that they would need to have. Right. I like this takeaway you have here, the concern among business leaders like integrators and manufacturers whose systems are being added to customers' networks is that they do no harm by creating new cyber risk for their clients. Exactly. You know, that's, that's, right. a, that's a big weight to carry on behalf of your customers. It is. I mean, talk about a 180 degree pivot, like all of our solutions within our industry are meant to not only not do no harm, they're designed to help protect, right? So if your solution creates harm, then you're the opposite uh, model of why they exactly, why they purchase your equipment and your solutions and your, your services in the first place. Right. All right. So now the cloud, I just picked a few of these. I mean, all these trends we could talk about anytime, but the cloud, the debate's coming on, right? 5G, the, when are we all going to, when is security going to go finally to the cloud? We've heard so many different people's perspectives, but what about what you've learned? Well, I, I think we could say that 2020 was the year of the cloud from an, uh, from an IT standpoint, right? Uh, I mean, the fact that we're on a, uh, a Zoom call today, right, is illustrative of that. Uh, we've used some great cloud services um, and it's more business services, whether there's email platforms or all fundamental business tools, CRMs, et cetera, kind of move to the cloud. I think you're also seeing the security industry moving to that. Now, I think most of those um, business technologies have moved faster than the security industry. And there are a few reasons for that, right? I mean, um, you know, years ago, you could certainly say, oh, it's, you know, it's the nightmare about bandwidth. And it's true, like our systems, right, do tend to like, particularly in the video uh, area, do tend to create a lot of data and thus you do face bandwidth challenges, particularly at remote sites or, or depending on what sort of the pipe is coming in. I think there's also, just to jump back to the previous trend we we're discussing, cybersecurity questions, right? When you move to the cloud, right, you've 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 got to protect the cybersecurity of the transfer of that data as well as the long-term storage of that data, and you're trusting someone else to provide that. That can be both good and bad, right? Uh, it can be a little bit uh, concerning for some folks to to give up ownership, but also perhaps that that provider may have great resources in terms of cybersecurity. Right, what's your take on that? I mean, I I mean, I think that the biggest problem we're not totally going to the cloud is cost cost is probably the biggest issue. Would you agree with me, Jeff? 
I think it's it's definitely so that's that that recurring cost, right? Um, right. I think there's definitely an expectation of with within some you know purchasers, right? That there's a, there's an appeal of one and done, right? I've bought the storage and I can store it on my site and manage it within my own team, whether whatever expertise they have. Um, um, and then so yes, those the concerns of that recurring cost on that as well. So, but that also I think is is a greater appeal depending on the type of organization that. Some of them certainly want that cloud um, model because of the cost, because they can budget as a recurring cost, a very fixed cost, where they don't have to do you know uh, significant capital expenditure updates to perhaps refresh their storage system or, or bring in additional features into that. It seems like uh, also moving data back and forth um, between a cloud storage location and local systems are also still continue to be a big a big concern. For especially for video retention, um, because it's so bandwidth intensive, it takes a lot of per performance capability and a high level of connectivity to move things back and forth quickly. Um, I'm sure that is is uh, looking to improve in the coming years, especially with 5G connectivity and uh, other high bandwidth connectivity. Um, but are you still seeing that to to be a, a lingering concern? It is, and you know, Keith, you kind of brought in the point that right as we have larger and larger pipes, greater down, uh, bandwidth. The problem is, we also right as we all know, we steadily increase the resolution, right, and the amount of data we have, or the amount of cameras. So, it's it's. I think it's always going to be a, a little bit of a give and take in that area. So, yeah. don't it's a scaling problem for sure. You know, it's yeah. Scaled up and, yeah. yeah. I don't know that we'll ever solve that problem in a way. Right. Um, and yeah, absolutely, you're going to have. Uh, not only cost of the cloud storage, but you've got obviously the cost of as you really open up uh, larger data uh, networks, you're going to have costs of, of, of transferring it. Um, I guess that's been a problem ever since we've been uh, transitioning from analog to digital. Right. Yeah, and it kind of ties back to the AI trend, I think, in a way, is that um, there's been a lot of, as we've, um, you know, seen greater and greater processing chips, right? You can do a lot more AI at the edge. Um, but there are some sort of data analysis, right? Uh, predictive data analytics, right? That only can really happen once you have the data in a centralized location, whether that's on-site storage or, or in a cloud storage environment where you can look at that data as a whole, as opposed to say that one feed or that one data, that one data point coming from a single sensor. Any other items on this list that are just like sleeper agents that, that you see as just really being powerhouse trends? Oh, you know, I think they all are, right? It's how do you have a, a favorite child here? Um, um, you know, I think in the near term, the touchless and frictionless uh, is a really interesting conversation. And one of the things that SIA is really having that conversation with is with property managers that are looking to looking at perhaps their office buildings and and how do we how does how do frictionless solutions change the future of access control, right? In a in a multi-tenant space. Mm -hmm. That's good. And then again, then looking at cybersecurity and that with the, with the certain access control with that data and how they're going to get more and more data from the touchless entries and things like that, that you're going to have to have a lot of information, which could be stolen too. You're right, Neil, but I think that you, you said more information. I think that's what's really interesting and appealing to some of the, the larger property owners or property management companies. Right, is they can now use these systems, right, as opposed to just open, you know, lock and unlock at a door, right? They can now understand how many people are in their facilities, right? 
Um, they can even, there are even technologies from CM members that are very cool that can tell, you know, how far apart, um, um, you know, is social distancing happening, right, within your facility. So it, it becomes a, you know, a facility usage as well as a health and safety tool. They can be health checks as they come in. So I think that's, you know, a lot of the sharpest companies in our industry are, are taking that approach of doing more and providing more value. Right. That's the story of our industry. Right? Exactly. Uh, we started in security and gosh, we we're, we're so much more than security these days. Yes. Very interesting stuff. And best place we can catch up with you, Jeff, is go where? Uh, uh, visit us online, securityindustry.org. Um, SIA is, uh, makes, whether you're a member or not, we make a lot of our research and reports and findings available to the industry to help, you know, elevate the industry's professionalism. Uh, and of course, you're, if you're an SIA member, you get access to even more, more detail. So find us online. Or we can see you at, at IAC West in the summer, right? ISC West, uh, July 19th through the 21st out in Vegas. So we're, I, I think we're all looking forward to being back in person. So, Yes, it'll be interesting. And it's another conversation to talk about travel and everything soon. It's good news. We're starting to open up and imagine just only a year ago, everything changed on Mar March 21st for us. And, and now it's March 24th and a year later, and we're starting to get back to semi-normal. So that's a good thing. That's right. Yeah. I think we're all ready to, to meet some, see everyone in face to face again, but also just make some new acquaintances, right? Those the magic that can sometimes only happen when you're in person. Exactly. Well, we appreciate it, Jeff. And thanks for stopping by. We hope to see you again. Glad to be on the program, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. That again was What's Your Perspective. You can go to lensec.com live to catch up with all the live episodes. Please like and share this video and like all our social media platforms. And we'll talk next week. So take care, guys. Thanks. Thank you.